Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. We are back with the second part of our wrestling recap and news. We're going to finish up talking about AEW and recapping all the shows that we watched this week. And we're going to move into some more news. We're going to talk about the COVID-19 ravaging all of the wrestling companies and some of the news that has come out about AEW as well as WWE and various other companies. We're also going to touch on WrestleMania and all of the new dates that have been released and the awesome video that WWE released in terms of their announcement. If you want to see the announcement, it's on their Twitter as well as on Gary Cassidy's Twitter. You can see it on our, my Instagram page as well at Site Design TV too. If you want to see the video in its entirety. Also, we also talked about Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill was a pay per view that happened last weekend during the time we were recording the podcast. And we gave you guys some insight into how, what we thought about the winners and losers of Hard to Kill and gave a little bit more insight into AEW and Impact's partnership and how it's working out for both companies. So if you want to hear all that and so much more, make sure you guys tune in to Down for the Count. I'll see you guys in there. like private party and i believe i think it was like uh matt hardy or something and like one of the dudes from private party he tagged matt hardy but he was so confused he just stood in the ring until one of his part his partner was like get out of the ring like you're you're not in here anymore so it's just like i want to enjoy aw and i do i do watch it when it comes on on wednesdays but it's just like when I watch certain things and then I go, let's say on Twitter or Instagram and I see these AEW fans critiquing certain things about WWE and it's like, but what about AEW? Why are we giving a pass for AEW when they do things, but we're not giving a pass for WWE? Why is it that Sheeta is um, your champion, but we see the NWA champion on TV more than we see her. She's sitting in the crowd cheering on the NWA champion. Why is there no storyline going on with her like for me like put the title on Britt Baker Britt Baker's supposed to face um who's she supposed to face that's the bash at the beach I think Thunder Rosa I think she's facing Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa yeah Thunder Rosa like, versus Britt Baker yeah and don't get me wrong that match sounds like it's gonna slap like that match sounds dope as hell but it's like what about your women's champion why are we propping up another company on tv and your actual champion for your TV show is just hanging out. I mean, I have my theories, but I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> we all have oh. our theories, but uh, we just don't want to get sued. Oh, boy. So is that everybody's take on AEW as of right now? We can move on? Yeah. Awesome, yeah. so um also um shout out to um natasha Steeles and kira hogan they're the new knockouts champions um tag champions mm-hmm. they are they just won i think they were the last yeah good for tasha and kira hogan yeah they deserve they deserve it they've been putting the work as a tag team for almost a year now for a while now so um happy for them um Deanna retained as she should um yeah Deanna retained who did she beat I didn't see who she Um, beat also Madison um announced her her retirement 
Yeah. Oh. I miss Madison being but on commentary. Madison don't get she the flowers um, that don't get enough flowers for the impact, pun intended, no. that she ha- she's had on, like, not only in TNA Impact, but also women's wrestling in general. And also, I she's from Ohio. She's from Columbus. So, apparently, we support everybody black and everyone from Ohio. If you're from Florida, sorry. Yes. I'm trying my best here. <laughs> <laughs> two out of four. <laughs> um, we'll just say um, they're, they're non-problematic. We we want to support the non-problematic. It just so happens yes. that a lot of them black and, and a couple of them from Ohio. <laughs> That's all. We just want non-problematic <laughs> people. That's all. But right. I will automatically support you if you're from Ohio as long as you're not trash. Yeah. And if you're really good and, like, a nice person and, like, I like you, like, I'll support you even more. Um, also, shout out to MSK for retweeting us asking about merch. Um, I don't understand. They turn out merch for fucking Gronk's dumbass as soon as he showed up. Period. I mean, no shade, but Umberto Carrillo got merch and yeah, That's all paid. He, Man, I'm just saying. he has his own merch. He's got, like, two t-shirt designs. Mm-hmm. So, WWE on Fox posted a um, graphic about the top 10 most favorited WWE superstars on the Fox Sports app. And Xavier Woods is the number one superstar. Now, a lot of people have a lot of questions like, how is Xavier number one? First of all, to clear things up, Xavier is number one, namely because New Day is one of the most popular factions in WWE, period. So he has the World Book of Records for the fastest subscription for a YouTube channel for a celebrity. He has it. Yes. Very, very cool. It was who? I thought it would have been Will Smith. No, not that, not by many subscribers, the quickest. How fast his oh, channel okay. grew. Because Will Smith came on to YouTube way after Xavier did. So. That's why all them girlies I got friends YouTube of mine. They're mad the celebrity. That's why all them girlies is leaving YouTube because they mad. Yeah, because all so, the celebrities that are getting YouTube channels and nobody wants to watch the, the regular reviewers. They just want to watch Yeah, because you know, they're boring. They're boring the in the first place. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I used no, I used to love uh, Jacksepticeye. I used to love him, but now he kind of gets on my damn nerves. You know, a lot <laughs> of them are um, annoying, and then, I mean, I talk about them every once in a while, but um, Dolan Twins aren't making, um, they announced, um, I don't know, sometime last week, I forgot when I listened to their podcast, but they're not doing YouTube videos anymore. Oh, they're they leaving the platform. Yeah, they're leaving. Well, they have a YouTube original series that they're like producing. They just don't want to make videos anymore. So they're concentrating on their fragrance um, brand, their clothing line, their podcast, and their original series and what other other, uh, business adventures. But yeah, they're over making videos. Well, you got it like that. Yeah, I think that. 
the the problem is with YouTube, everything is being so strict. Like, there's words you can't say on YouTube anymore. You'll get automatically demonetized or yeah, demonetized for that. And a lot of people are just really sick of YouTube shit. But I think the downfall really started was when all these celebrities who were who have already you know, um, fucking established themselves. They started jumping on YouTube. Like I think it was like the talk shows, like Jimmy Kimmel and all of them, like the late night talk shows. Which yeah. in hindsight, it's a good idea. Like you only only post the clips of like what people actually want to see on your show, like celebrity interviews. But people would start watching that, and then more celebrities saw that. So that's when they would come over and start doing their own shit. And I'm like, half of y'all are boring. Like, all you exactly. do is, like, show videos of, like, you being rich. Like, no one wants to see that. Ooh, and I think surprised. that's what a lot of these YouTubers need to realize. Because if you think about it, it's... When you talk about, like... I watch YouTube, like, I love, like... Especially now, because WandaVision started up again. Like, I'm, I love watching, like, the review people. Ooh. Like, Jeremy Johns, Chris Stuckman... Yes. Um, Double toasted. Fuck like, with Jeremy John. Again, he's from Hawaii. <laughs> so, it's just a shameless plug. I told so you. Know what's, really, what's really cool? So they enter double toasted, and we can move on from YouTube in a second. <laughs> Um, Double Toasted did an interview with Chris Stuckman, and he really doesn't do interviews like that about himself. And um, we found out that he was like Jehovah's Witness, like super Jehovah Witness, and then he kind of talked about, like, the toxicity of um, the religion, and I use that term loosely for Jehovah Witness, and how he, like, left, and it was, like, a whole, like, a whole bunch of stuff, and it's wild, and even he did a separate video on his channel talking about, like, the mental um, abuse and, like, the gaslighting that he Mm -hmm. suffered within that and I think if anybody's very interested I think go to his channel I, that's like his newest video I don't know if he's posted anything about WandaVision or anything else but I'm pretty sure that's like his most recent upload and it's insane it's I mean it's kind of long and it's a little bit hard to listen because a lot of it's like messed up mm-hmm. but um again so those people are doing fine um what's their name even though she's messy but I like her um, Grace Randolph, um, all those people, Collider, um, Schmoes, who else? Like, they're, like, those avenues are fine, and even growing. Yeah, and the animators. It's those boring, it's those boring YouTubers that were popular for no reason, and I'm talking about, like, the Emma Chamberlains, and, like, the, what them Tana other Mana. skinny white girls all look the same? Tana. Hannah, uh, Hannah Mojo, like uh, who else? Just a bunch of YouTubers who either do st- stupid shit. I just do stupid shit. Ace, Ace family, Ace family. Ace family needs to go. Ace family. That's another one. Like I want, I want in for. I can't think of a famous family. They better hope the Kardashians don't pop pussy pop over the um, YouTube. A lot of them family channels would be over done with too. Yeah. yeah. I don't like the Kardashians. The Kardashians would do that. No, they would. No, <laughs> that's a lot of work for them. And 
but yeah, you know I do not hire somebody, somebody to do it. I think with Xavier, he hit because like I have friends of mine who don't even watch wrestling, but they like Xavier's channel because they said he's very mellow and he's very it looks like he's very passionate. Because if you look at a lot of these gamers, these streamers, whatever, they look like they're just doing it because they're bored and they have to do that. And the problem with with YouTube and I'm seeing it now on TikTok is like, yeah, you you get your fan base from what they they've watched you through. But you have to, how do you say it? Like, how did that one guy say it? You have to evolve what you put out, which is like wrestling. If you're a wrestler and your character stays stagnant and stale, no one wants to mess with you. You have to keep growing. You have to evolve. And that's why people are interested in you. But if you keep putting out the same damn content and you're not even trying at that point, people aren't going to fucking be paying attention to you and for anyone who's feeling like this about any creator it is okay to feel like you outgrown a creator whether it's on youtube or on tiktok it's okay just come over here and listen to us we'll take care of you (laughs) (laughs) well the top 10 list consists of xavier woods at number one xavier woods is number one roman is number two alexa bliss is number three styles is number four Lynch is number five. John Cena is six. Taker is seven. Randy Orton is number eight. Number nine is Drew McIntyre. And number 10 is Sasha Banks. Not that so, got the goat be that low. Is Sasha the only Sasha is the only um she is she's number 10. She's the only women's champion that's on this list. Asuka isn't on here. Neither is Charlotte or any of the other girls. And EO's not on here either. I don't think they have any of the people from NXT up here at all. Um, Bliss is higher than Sasha is. Um, and um, so is Becky. And Becky haven't been on TV in months. So, but this is by yes, the fans. She's and a lot of people title are upset. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't think she's going to win. Thought process. I thought it, it seemed like it was basically whoever had the Fox app, they liked who they liked. Yeah. So it, 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 it just made you see. I don't understand why people are so upset. It just makes people who have the app like Bliss more than they bought. Yeah, they just favored it then. You can favorite certain yeah. people on the app. So they just went by who was favored it the most. Certain people had the app, certain people were favored it. The question a lot of people have was like, well, how did Xavier get to be number one? I said, it's very easy for him to be number one. He exists in multiple genres of pop culture. So he's going to be seen more than your average superstar. So it'd be the same reason of like asking why Sasha is on the list. Sasha is on The Mandalorian. That is one of the most popular TV shows during quarantine people have been able to watch. She's on that show and she's very popular. Outside of wrestling fan base, she is a popular character. So it would be, I wouldn't be surprised that she is on the list and she's one of the favorites. I wouldn't be surprised by Xavier either. All I'm going to say is if people are mad that their favorite wrestler wasn't favorited by some random Joe Schmo and Kelly Schmo on a Fox app, shut the fuck up. Like literally, you're on the phone. Exactly. It's not like it was a, a, 
a, a, a competition, a, a tally, a po- or whatever, it literally just means someone who has an app who watches wrestling or watching stuff outside of wrestling hit the little heart button on yes. whoever the wrestler was. That that all it is. It's not some poll. They're not going to win a trophy or a plaque. They're not going to get fifty grand in their bank account. Shut the fuck up and continue to like whatever wrestler no. that you like. Oh, child. We said this. Well, we said this all I, last year, and we're gonna keep the same energy for this I, year. They are just wrestlers. It's okay <laughs> if no one likes your favorite. Oh, no, fuck's sake, Apollo Cruz, and I love Apollo Cruz. Talk about he he's boring. He's I not like boring. Apollo. I, I like Apollo too. That daddy's I mean, boring. I think boring. Peyton Royce is boring, but people like I her. Peyton Royce is boring too. So it's just I, like, I, wait, you may find I, boring. I may not find boring. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to knock them. People in these, my favorite wrestler wasn't number one. Shut the fuck up. Well, go make a poll so she so they are number one. You my can favorite, do the same thing. Fox did. You, you your, can do the same thing. My favorite female wrestler your, isn't even in the top ten half time. If you want your favorite wrestler to be number one, make a poll and only broadcast it to all the fans of that, that wrestler that you want to be number one. They'll be number one. Easy, yeah. easy Yeah. It's just wrestling yeah. people. They don't pay your bills. They don't even know who the hell you yeah. are. Half of the half of these wrestlers probably got y'all on the block list. Well, probably. That's that. <laughs> so let's talk about something that's a little bit more serious, shall we, ladies? Okay. COVID-19 is still rearing her ugly head. For whatever reason, this hoe keeps deciding to evolve instead of just fading into the black like she should, okay? Now, we all know that COVID has ravaged the rest of the community. That's why. Okay, we're going to let mama speak. (laughs) We're going to let her go off for a little bit. For whatever reason, it is still rearing its head, whether it be the non-mask wearing people and people arguing, fighting, and all that. We're not going to get into that. The wrestling community has been hit very hard by COVID-19. Now, y'all all know how this works with wrestling. Usually, you're in a venue, everybody's sitting close together, and the wrestlers have to interact with each other in order to perform. So it makes COVID very easy to be spread. Now. With them having venues outside for indie shows and smaller smaller shows, and with WWE restricting access to the shows, putting them in a bigger venue, and spacing things out, as well as AEW doing the same thing, it has slowed down the spread of COVID. But we're getting now some residual reports from last year about the actual spread of COVID-19. Now, I remember when we were doing the podcast and I was talking about how they were reporting so heavily on WWE's um, contagion spread of um, COVID-19. And there were no reports from AEW about theirs. They were very, very tight-lipped about what was happening in terms of COVID. Now, some months later, we're getting the reports that um, one half of the Young Bucks had COVID, as well as Chris Jericho, who believes that he contracted the virus back in September, and he was asymptomatic, which means he could have spread the virus to countless people within (laughs) AEW. 
He could have spread the virus against amongst countless people within AEW, higher-ups and wrestlers included. Now, I don't know if he's patient zero or not. I won't say that. But the fact that he was he's aware now that he could have possibly had it in September, I don't remember Jericho taking 10 days off from wrestling. Maybe you guys do, but I don't. He did he say did. that he, he did. did. He quarantined for 10 days, and that well, was still around the time they were, they were pre-recording. So, like, one week will be a live show, and that very same week they'll record an episode of AEW, and then that pre-recorded AEW will air the next following Wednesday. Okay. So, he said that he quarantined for 10 days and isolated himself so that he could no longer be contagious or spread the virus. I think that by the time he decided to quarantine, he may have allegedly, I don't want to say anything to incriminate him or to accuse him specifically, so I'll say allegedly. He could have allegedly infected a lot of people. Given the fact that last year, Fozzie performed at that biker concert where countless of thousands of people got COVID-19 because of that gathering and concert. I believe, if this is the case, that he could have been affected, infected at that concert. And then he so pushed forward and then spread the virus to many people, being that he was asymptomatic and didn't experience the flu-like symptoms that came along with it. Young Buck, whichever one or two, because I don't care to learn their names, <laughs> he said when he came back, he wasn't even 100%. He was at like 45%. And he came back and was doing matches. And he's like, well, my brother was doing it. I'm like, motherfucker, why didn't you just stay at home? We don't need you right now. Like, In his defense, oh, he wasn't he wasn't spreading the virus. Honest, to be honest with you. So I'm I mean, going he, to play devil's advocate. On he wasn't spreading the virus, I, though. Yeah, know, he so he was play. he was out of that area. I'm sorry to cut you off, Nicole, but ju no, I just want to be clear. He he wasn't contagious when he came back. I think he was just not fully like you know at himself 100. percent I think that's what he meant. I don't I don't want it to come across as like we're like 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 you're saying. Oh well, he still was contagious. He came back and wrestled anyway. I know what he meant okay. when he was talking about 45%. He was saying, like, because COVID affected how he breathing. felt. Yeah, yeah, his breathing, he wasn't fully 100%, and he was struggling to breathe and everything mm -hmm. else. But at that time, he was COVID free. He just had, yeah. like, the after effects of, like, having it. Yeah. Um. So this is, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't know. I, I don't like talking about this because I have to deal with it a lot, literally every day, all day with work he so as long as he and I'm pretty sure he did because he was off of tv for a while at least two weeks from my from just from my recollection you are not as once you have 10 days where you are spreadable so you count the first day that you tested positive to 10 days after that is your quote unquote shedding period during that time you are highly contagious so you are to self-isolate as possible as well as possible don't go out or whatever or just stay within your house or whoever else that you're with who might have also contracted the virus um you can be out of that shedding period and still feel like shit 
Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, a lot of people don't feel 100% for a very long time. I had an employee of mine who did not have, like, a t- taste or a sense of smell for, like, almost three weeks. There's there's also um, accounts of people being excessively tired for even months afterwards. People still not having their sense of smell or taste afterwards. So, it's obviously, I don't, and I believe him, I don't, he did not come back, obviously, during the time where he was contagious, but he did come back when he wasn't 100%, which honestly, like, you're not going to feel 100% off the bat anyways, right. regardless, unless you are someone who was in, asymptomatic and contracted, but if you contract it and give symptoms, you are going to be affected by it for a while. Whether it be a couple weeks or a couple months or whatever is going to happen. Yeah. I do agree with Alexis. She She's right when she said if he's at 40% and he couldn't breathe, then he should have been at home. He should have been trying to get himself together, at least to be at the point where he can move and breathe at a decent um, pace. That yeah. she is right about. Because you could you could have killed yourself out there trying to wrestle and you're you can't hardly catch your breath you could have hurt yourself doing that um but the more specifically where i have a problem with this is it it, and we need drew mcintyre also has the virus which is why drew has been gone was gone this past monday they broke the news monday to everyone that drew mcintyre has is now contracted COVID 19 and he has to quarantine for two weeks. He did have a vignette message where he explained that he was um, asymptomatic, but he's quarantining to protect his co-workers and superstars as well as himself and his family. So with all that being said, there were rumors going around about Monday Night Raw because there were some certain stars who were off television. Kofi Kingston wasn't on TV. Um, I didn't remember seeing Shelton and Cedric on television either. Um, uh, Oscar wasn't there, but the rumor was that they had COVID too, but that's not the case. Kofi has a broken jaw. I'm not sure what's going on with Shelton and them, but I guess because they shuffled everything around for TV, they just pulled some people from TV this week and let others, you know, be on TV. Um, from what I understood, they were backstage. They just weren't on TV. Yeah, so everyone that was assuming that, uh, that all oh, could have been COVID, they were actually there just for some, like, Ricochet and um, Oscar. They were there. They just weren't being used, so. Yeah. And it, it was weird because, you know, you had some people pulling double duty, but whatever the case is, they didn't have COVID. They were present. They just weren't being used for their services. Right. And it was, and to me, if it was a problem, like, you would think I that... Think- Keith Lee would have been the one they pulled because Keith Lee just had a match with Drew that previous week. So, and they just tested, he just tested positive for COVID. So, in my mind, you would have pulled Keith Lee. If there was an issue with anybody having COVID, he'd be the first one to have contact with him. Him or Seamus. Yeah, because they're always around each other. So... And they were on TV this past Monday. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that they, that, you know, people didn't have it, but I'm saying you have to think 
you know. Well, let's be honest here. It's not exactly Drew. And, I mean, I just, you know, I want to give Jericho shit. But I have to look at this from a per- another perspective here. You know, these wrestlers aren't exactly worrying about this so much like they seem to be playing. Because over on SmackDown, you know on SmackDown, they're probably like, y'all are allowed to go fuck up. We got someone who's autoimmune. And honestly, if Roman gets to the point where he does not feel safe for him to be there, you know Roman will back out. That's what he did when all this started, and he'll do it again. Because everyone's like, oh, he's the universal champ. That don't mean shit. They'll give the belt to KO or somebody, and Roman will go back, and we won't see him again. But it's like AEW had a New Year's Eve party. No one was wearing a mask. WWE was had a, like, you see WWE wrestlers. with the one with that chick ricochets with. They had a birthday party for her. No one was wearing masks. They were all, like, hunched up together. And I'm just like, you know, all it takes is for one symptomatic person. It's like, okay, way up that someone actually explained this to their, a friend of mine who's a teacher explained their kids to this. She used head lice for an example. Okay, you may not know you may not have head lice, but you stand next to one person or they you, you let them use a hairbrush, there's a chance that they're going to get it. You, you let another person use your hairbrush. It's going to be the same way, and that way it just keeps spreading. And you won't even know it till your head starts itching. And I'm like, wow, that makes total sense. But it's like, you know, we said on a show last year, I think it was Janae, that reason that Asuka and Bailey and Sasha were on the forefront was because they were the only women not going out, not doing anything stupid, not posting pictures of them being on boats on Instagram when they're supposed to be like, you know, do your job, go where you need to go and stay there. Don't go anywhere else. And I really, I really just don't think, I think a lot, I mean, I'm not saying every wrestler knows, but I think a lot of these wrestlers just don't give a fuck. And that's why they're well, doing the stupid how, shit that they're doing. They and I'm like, I got invited to a New Year's Eve. Sorry to cut you off. I mean, I got invited to a New Year's, invited to one. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm staying at home. Because I don't know if y'all know this, I live in Tennessee and right now we're a fucking hot spot. So my ass is home. I need to stay home. I ain't going out. Fuck that. So is Ohio, and in California, still shut down. So yeah. I mean, and that's how no. impact how those impact wrestlers or the people impact started to get contracting COVID because all of them were having all of those um, New Year's Eve parties together, and. And this is, again, this is, like, another thing just because I'm aware of. So I can't explain this well enough. Someone who probably has, like, a degree in this probably can. If you, not only that, but also if you suddenly come in contact with people that you aren't, that your immune system isn't really accustomed to. Right. It's also a hotbed of contracting the virus. So, and that's, like, Another thing that people don't realize, like, yes, you should be social distancing, but if you have people, i.e. like your family or your friends where you guys all do what you're supposed to be doing and you only see those people, you are going, if someone gets it, you are 
it is going to be easily traced, like, who fucked up? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, somebody went out. Right. And then, right. like, you went out. Now we all got it because we didn't have this issue before. So your immune system is built up not only to just like for yourself, but it's accustomed to around those people. So it's kind of, so once someone deviates from that, and that's the same thing with coworkers, like, like thank goodness at my building, no one's had COVID for three, four weeks, I think now. We had one person who got COVID, but we were automatically like, you did not get that from here because we would, someone else would have had it. So you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's also another thing. You have these people who are not, were not wearing masks and also not wearing a mask around people they haven't seen in months on end. True. And then, like, this starts spreading within the um, companies. This is true. Mm-hmm. So, you guys have to start being more responsible. I mean, so, if I were WWE... Got it. Go ahead. Nicole? What? She said who in Impact got COVID-19. They won't say. Oh, okay. They, there was just reports that people Out have respect, it. They won't say who have it. Who right. has it, though. But obviously, she doesn't know. They, they never yeah, they haven't they won't say, said it. They won't say that who has it. Yeah, they haven't said it. So. Y'all just gotta wear your mask. I know that it's a, okay. it's a chore for some people. Exactly. I know it's a chore for some people. Like for me, I'm heavy. So it it makes it difficult sometimes to be able to catch my breath as quickly as I should be able to because the air is not coming in fast enough for me. So instead of trying to be out and about all the time, I stay home because I know what I can do and what I can't do. If you know you're having problems breathing, then you need to stay home. That's not hard to understand. Just stay home. This is too much. And y'all are out here going and purposely going into restaurants and venues and cutting up and having a fit because you can't sit down and eat. And then you want to quote the CDC regulations, but you're quoting regulations that were written in the early days of the virus, not the new regulations where the regulations are saying that you need to wear a mask, that you need to social distance, that you need to wash your hands regularly. If you have a breathing problem, you need to stay home. You're not, you're not looking at all of the information. You're cherry picking it. Stop doing that. And a mandate. Yes. No, it's not a law. It's not a law but it is a legality that people are living by to protect the public. If you cannot go by the mandate, then keep your ass at home. I'm tired of seeing all these videos of people purposely getting groups, not wearing masks, and going into Starbucks, to local coffee shops, Target, all of the grocery stores and restaurants, pitching a bitch because you can't go in there and eat. I don't see that same energy when there was no COVID and you want to sit down and roof Chris 
but you go in there with Chris and your dress code isn't for the restaurant. So they tell you you have to leave because you're not in dress code. Do you complain and bitch a bitch because you're not in dress code? Do you show up to the restaurant with no shirt on? Do you show up with no shoes? It's very simple. You either wear the mask so you can sit down and eat or you don't and you eat at home. If you're wrestling and you're at these wrestling shows, you need to wear your mask. Okay. And shout out to Kapow Wrestling because I did, well, no, I just said shout out to Kapow Wrestling because they had an event in December. I got to meet Crazy Steve, so um, I was very excited about that. But they made sure your mask was up over your nose, like over your nose, because there was one lady who was complaining by the front door. And you could tell whoever was running by the front door, they had enough of their crap already, and we were only there for five minutes. And um, there were security guards walking around because people had their freaking nose over their mask, which, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, they had hand sanitizer everywhere. They were establishing the six-feet rule that as long as you were sitting with people, you could sit with people that you came with, but you would need to sit away from other people, which is fine. But anytime someone was trying to take off their mask or they had their mask under their nose, man, these security guys, and they're big dudes too, like, oh shit. Um, uh, they would have the, they would have them tell them to put the mask on and they would give them three fucking chances. It's all right. And they would give you like three chances. And after three chances, if you kept taking your, your mask off, they kick you out. And we saw them kick somebody out and I'm like okay they ain't fucking around good so I have a question but I for did all see a nasty of bitch cutting her fingernails there that was really gross Not that's nasty gross. what that's nasty what the fuck like, Do that we, shit at home. Like, what's the, that's nasty. I'm not even joking and I can get my friends to vouch for this we were hearing this weird clipping noise, and we thought it was the audio, and we're like, wow, they really need to get that shit fixed. And then my one friend, hey, Ragnar, I know you're listening. My one friend looked over, and he goes, what is she doing? And so, like, of course, you know, we turn and look, and there's this old woman sitting there. This is why shit will never go away. Sitting there clipping her fingernails during a wrestling event. Like, go to the bathroom, or I don't know, do that shit beforehand. That's nasty. So I have a question for everybody. So I have a question. Now, we all saw what the WWE, (laughs) what the NBA, what what the NBA was able to do in terms of um, being able to protect the superstars from themselves as well as from fans, but also institute the bubble so that the entire organization can put on their playoffs and finish out their season and everything is done, right? Do you think that WWE should institute a bubble now from Royal Rumble until WrestleMania? No, because it's not... They're not like the NBA where the NBA, like, they literally don't fucking care. Like, Wrestlers are just stupid. There are a lot of purposefully like being they're just dumb. The NBA like they literally don't give a fuck. Mhm. What do you think, Alexis? 
Um, I think they need to, just for the fact that this shit's getting out of hand. And, and this goes for AEW as well. Um, Tony, I know you're listening. I'm waiting for my check to come in the mail. I think all wrestling companies at this point, because this shit's not going anywhere. Like, we're almost we're almost at a year anniversary of when COVID came to the U.S. If like At least that we know when they finally said, hey, COVID's here for all we know. We had it already. But mm-hmm. they need to start telling people. Okay, well... But they they all need to come together, and they need to tell these people, like, Yo, if y'all keep acting up and doing crazy shit, excuse you, um, if, y'all keep, if y'all keep acting up and doing stupid shit, then we're not going to put you on TV. No, listen to that. We're not going to put you on TV. We're not going to pay you. You're not going to have any storylines, and you're asking me sitting at home till you get your shit together. That's what they should have done the first time around. And I get it. Yes, Alexis, didn't you go to see a wrestling? Yeah, but they were giving, like, no, they had the safety precautions in there. Like, they had people, they said that were sick, that were supposed to be on the card. They felt, they did not feel right. So ahead of time, they told them, we can't be here. We're going to quarantine ourselves and make sure we're safe. It's because better safe than sorry. If, you know what? If they don't fucking care, then hit them where it hurts. Because like WWE is already hemorrhaging money because of the loss of the of the live shows. And I'm not just talking about people paying to see SmackDown and Raw. I mean the house shows, pay-per-view shows. Same way with AEW. Because, yeah, they're letting people in there, but they're still hemorrhaging money, which is not good for a new company. Hit them where sure. it hurts. If you don't want to take this seriously, then get your ass home. And we're not paying you. You need to tell these wrestlers, these announcers, these whatever. Okay, like, say, for instance, Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve came to that show. You know, he's back on Impact. We don't know if this shit was taped or he took the time to quarantine or whatever. Good for good for him. But if you're going to go out, if you're going to party, if you're not going to go to where, if you're going to be messing up, going out, then you don't, and you don't want to wear a mask and take this shit serious. Especially over on SmackDown, because they do have someone who's autoimmune, and I know Roman's not asking for special treatment, but you still, if you're a decent human being, you would believe that in part of your mind that someone you work with battled leukemia and their immune system is shot. Wear a mask, do what you need to do, or you're going to be sitting at home, and we won't pay you. Money talks, bullshit walks, hit them where it fucking hurts. Facts. Sorry, I'm trying to pour my my seltzer water. What do you, Janae, the tip. What do you guys think? Um. So. Okay. Here's my thing. Doing a bubble from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. If Royal Rumble is in February, February, right? Right. Mm. Is it? Yeah, it's February to April, where WrestleMania is. Oh, Royal Rumble is Royal Rumble this month. It's this month. Okay, so Royal Rumble's this month to WrestleMania, which is in April. I don't think doing a bubble that long, because you do have wrestlers that do not live in Florida. They live out of state, and they do have family, and I don't know if they would agree to being in a bubble for that long, but what I do think they could do is they do weekly testing for these wrestlers. Um, once you get closer to WrestleMania, then I think that's when you could do the you can do the bubble. 
So like for my job, I have to do, I have to get a COVID test a week before I arrive to the job in Georgia. I then have to quarantine myself and then they're going to give me another COVID test before I can actually start working. So what they can do is okay. give them a COVID test um, a week before, not a week before, give them a COVID test sometime before WrestleMania. Whoever passed the COVID test, put them in that bubble before WrestleMania and then have them do another COVID test. Um, and they have to get the results before like WrestleMania starts somewhere, somewhere along that timeline. I think that would work a lot better as opposed to putting them in a bubble for that long. And for me, the reason is strictly just because there are wrestlers who do have kids and they do live out of state. So putting them in a bubble in Florida for that long, they're not going to go for that. And I wouldn't necessarily keep them away from their kids. So I think doing a bubble more closer to WrestleMania would actually be more feasible, especially because if they're going to have 10,000, 15,000 fans um, sitting in that stadium and you know they're not going to ask every fan to come in with a paper saying that they've been COVID tested, they're just going to go by the honesty, the honesty rule, that could be a huge thing because they're going to be, you know, walking down the ramp, even though it's going to be outdoors, there's still that possibility um, that people can catch COVID because I don't, I mean, they could say everyone has to wear a mask. I highly doubt people are going to be wearing a mask there because you can't catch them all. Um, so yeah, yes, doing, a bubble, doing a bubble now yes, you can. to, I mean, yeah, you can, but even if you, when you look at NXT, when they first started bringing people there, there were people that weren't wearing their masks properly or anything. And even with the there were things that I was reading backstage, people weren't wearing their masks properly or anything, and no one was and getting And look what happened. Out. No one was getting thrown out. So if they're not doing that for 100 people in NXT, I don't know if they're going to be able to properly do that for like 15,000 people in a stadium. So that's why I'm just like, do the quarantine before WrestleMania. Have them test. If they're but clear, just... put them in that bubble. And then once they're in that bubble, they're not about they're not allowed to leave, just like the NBA, and then have them do another test uh right before WrestleMania to where they'll get the results. And hopefully everyone should come clean because no one should have left that bubble. And then have them do WrestleMania. No, I was just uh, devil's advocate here. So you're gonna tell me they only but look what happened at NXT when they did not let those people when they did not enforce that mask regulation. They had breakouts. They still continue to have breakouts, but it wasn't a controlled breakout. And then it took the first time when there was that it there was a confirmed case in the PC for them to fucking show up or them to be like, okay, you have to wear your mask. You have to wear your mask properly. And they're gonna be in Florida for WrestleMania, so it's like Florida's already fucked. Like my home state. I cry because it's fucked. And you're going to, so you're going to have people traveling from out of the, from out of state coming there and you're not going to try to enforce a mask rule. Cause I'm sorry, you have the money to hire security to make sure people aren't wearing masks because you know that these little fucking anti WWE people are going to wait till after mania and I'm just, I'm not trying to shit on you. I do agree with you, Janae, to an extent. But if there is a COVID outbreak after mania and they were not making that mask mandate, all the anti-WWE people will have a fucking field day and a half. I mean, they can make the mask mandate, 
which I mean, I like I said, I think they should, but to police 15,000 people when they couldn't even do it when NXT had 100 people and they couldn't even do that properly. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about PC people, I'm talking about the NXT show where they brought 100 fans in like they have now in the very beginning. They weren't, they had a hard time. And even now there's sometimes you watch NXT and there's someone with the mask like a, like under their nose or something like that. So they're, for whatever reason, having a hard time catching people to do that. It's going to be, in my opinion, if they're going to have like 15,000 people there trying to catch that, which I mean, they could have security guards stationed at the exits and every row and all that. But it could easily be one of those pull the mask down really quickly pull it back up. It's just going to be very hard to police 15,000 people when WWE, when he, well, we all know about COVID and WWE, they barely did that with the small amount of people they have. And that was their wrestlers that they were paying. I just, I think they should mandate the mask. I just, I just see people slipping through the cracks. Like when we watch WrestleMania, I can almost promise you, you're going to see people who have the mask around their neck, under their nose, and if they're on TV, you can send some, you know, security guard to like try to figure out who that person is and grab them. But to to like try to police fifteen thousand people to properly wear their mask over, let's say like a four hour period for two days, and it's like twenty thousand people, there are going to be some people that are going to slip through the cracks, and we're going to see it on TV. I can guarantee you. Um. Nicole, do you have anything else to say before I tell you how I feel about it? No, not really. My my idea is to institute the bubble, but I don't think they should have fans there if they're going to institute the bubble. If you institute a bubble, fans negates the reason to have the bubble in the first place. Um, especially this WrestleMania, I understand they want to have fans. I understand they're clamoring to get back to normalcy. But my I, my mind is I need to protect my superstars and the integrity of my company first. That comes first before anything, including fans. And I understand that the fans make the show and that it's weird without them being there. But at this point, We've gone almost an entire year without fans being in the stands. I think we can stand another month or so without the fans being there. If COVID-19 is going to keep revving up the way that it is and fans don't want to wear masks, you got half of the country who don't want to comply with the mask mandate, and then you got the other half of the country who is complying, then I do think a bubble needs to be considered. And I'm fine with it not being as long from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. That was just a baseline timeline. I think Janae is right when she says it should be like, you know, a few weeks before WrestleMania, you should quarantine them out. Only people who are going to be on show need to be in the bubble and the show needs to be run that way. I just, I, I don't think a fan, the fan scenario should be involved in any way. Janae is correct when she says that the fans are an X factor and they're going to be difficult to police. This is true. Alexis is also correct when she says you can hire security to help police it, but you won't be able to catch everybody because it's it's like it's like being the kid in class and you're getting bullied and when you respond to the bully, the teacher only catches you. She doesn't catch the bully. 
it's the same scenario. And it's pretty much how it will play out. We'll see it, but they're not going to see it. I feel like if they were to look into instituting the bubble, then fans are out of the question. That cannot happen with fans. That's the downside of the bubble. You're going to have to go back to the Thunderdome scenario and leave it at that. Maybe you can have more people in the Thunderdome in terms of the media LED boards going around the whole stadium rather than just half of it. But yeah, the bubble I mean, would have they, to be instituted without fans. What they could possibly do is when you come down to the ring, you know you have the ring, then you have the barricade, and the fans are like right behind the barricade. That barricade, then you have another, what was it, six feet? Then you have another six feet. Then you have your fans. So instead of, I don't know what the distance is between the ring and the barricade. Is it like five feet? I don't know. It's not really like a set feet. It just kind of depends on the area. Okay, so like you would have the ring barricade, and then you would have another big space, basically. Then you will have your fans. Um, the one thing I can't, the one thing I can say is possibly the people in the front row, they may adhere to it just because you're in the front row. So you'll get caught a lot quicker and easier not wearing your mask as opposed to people that are like in whatever, if they have like nosebleeds or people like way in the back, they might mm-hmm. not get caught as, but the people in the front might get caught as, might get caught. So they may adhere to the mask policies because it's just like, and W's like, if we catch you without a mask, you are banned from any future WWE promotions if we catch you without a mask. And now that people are buying tickets, you got to use your credit card. So you're, they're going to have your names. Not just you. If you're caught not wearing your mask, whoever you came with, they're also getting thrown out too. So if, if, if daddy didn't want to wear a mask, then mommy and the other three kids, they got to go. And all of them are banned from coming to any future WWE events. So I could see where if they have a big enough gap between the wrestlers, the rings, or when the wrestlers are coming down the ramp, they're nowhere near. I could see that happening. But again, like Tiff was saying, like having that many people there, it's going to be very, very hard to police everybody. And there's going to be idiots that are, I'm not going to wear, I'll come in, but I'm just going to take my mask off because they're not going to be able to see me because I'm in the nosebleed seats. So I'm kind of like, I... I know the wrestlers are happy to have fans back, and I think it's going to be weird seeing fans in the seeing like a crowd again. But at the same time, it's just like we can wait. Once we yeah. get this vaccine rolling out and stuff like that, we can we can wait. If the vaccine, here's my thing, and people may not agree with me about this, but when you get your vaccine, you get a card that says you've been you have the COVID nineteen um, vaccination. I think. Mm-hmm. Once you get the card, I, me personally, I'd be like, if anyone wants to come to a live event, if you're going to have fans and it's, it's not going to be a huge crowd, you need to bring a piece of paper. You need to bring that paper that says that you have been, been vaccinated. You've been vaccinated. Yeah. And you, it's not like you can make one up because there's signatures and you get in contact with. Someone. If you want to come into a, a live event now, like if let's say they're doing a Thunderdome and they're going to have 400 people there properly distanced and spaced out. Kind of like what they had with NXT. This last week's NXT, where I guess they were supposedly doing something different with the Thunderdome. When you came to that, you had to show up an hour early and you had to show a piece of paper that you were free of COVID. Like the recent piece of paper saying that you were free of COVID and you didn't have COVID. Now that we so have like your test results? Huh? Yeah, a test result saying that you didn't have COVID. 
Ooh, so you had to show, you had to do that, and you had to show your ID. Um, and so with WWE probably trying to do more live events as far as pay per view wise, and this mm-hmm. vaccine, hopefully this vaccine is rolling out, and if everyone can get it, I think we should get to a point where it's like, in order to come to this live event, you need to show that piece of paper saying that you have gotten the COVID nineteen vaccine. If you don't have that paper, you you just lost your ticket money because you're not getting in. And people well, can be mad upset if they want to. Yeah, people but then people are gonna to. bitch because you know there's there's I know, but I'm just I'm just saying that I like the idea of that. But you are gonna have I mean shit. You have people. I was in fucking Hobby Lobby today, and I fucking hate Hobby Lobby, but it was the cr- closest craft store I could get to. And there were two, fuck it, there were two dumb bitches standing there with no mask on, coughing, and I'm just like, if I get fucking sick, I'm hunting you down, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, I'm, I'm you know, because I'm just like, how stupid are you? And, you know, she was all, they were also treating the poor, they were there treating the poor girl behind the register like shit, too, so that pissed me off even more. Like, be nice to your retail workers, like, damn. Um, but it's just like, you had, and I understand for like people who aren't capable of getting vaccines due to something going on with their immunity. This is like, if you don't want to get it for you, remember, you may have that family member that needs you to be, to get the the vaccine because they're going to need it because something in their system, they can't take shots. That's why they tell you, if you don't get a flu shot and you go around someone who's immune compromised, you just more liken their chances of getting the flu, even though you may have it and not know it. So, you know, people are going to start screaming that this is, you know, they're going to compare this shit because I can just call it because of after all the shit that happened on the Capitol, they're going to start saying that it's Nazi Germany and all this and that. And the whole time I'll be like, well, didn't, didn't y'all storm a fucking government building though? And you're getting arrested because of uh, cameras it's like if something covered a good part of your face made of fabric maybe you wouldn't have gotten cut sorry i didn't mean the i mean people are going to complain no matter what so when you look at the situation you have people complaining that they weren't doing um, enough protocols um, for covid so it's like you have people complaining that they weren't doing enough protocols for covid so in this situation you're going to have people complaining no matter what. And the thing about it is if they start doing small live events where they have like a couple of hundred people that are there and they're just like, you need to show the vac- the paper that you've gotten your vaccination. I'm still 100% sure that they will still sell out a four to 500 capacity place with people showing that they gotten their vaccination papers. People are going to complain. It's damned if they do, it's damned if they don't. But if you look at it as far as like, if you look at it in a different like perspective, like, if WWE knows that they still have enough people to fill up whatever percentage of attendance that they can have, where that's more money coming into them, and they're going to show that they, and they've been vaccinated, people are going to go. So let them complain. If you don't want to take the vaccine, it is your body. You have every right to, but it's kind of like when you go to a restaurant and they're like, well, you have to wear a mask. And people are like, well, this is our business. If you don't want to come in without a mask, then you're just not coming in. You can leave and go somewhere else. So the WWE's like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. But we are doing this. We want to protect our wrestlers and we want to have fans in. 
And if the fans that are vaccinated want to come in and they can still fill the quota of putting butts in the seats, I guarantee you they will still sell out. And if people want to be mad, let them complain. If they want to, if, if, if they want to go, if they don't want, if they some people might just get vaccinated just so they can go to a True. WWE event because they love the WWE so much, and they're like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna get vaccinated, whatever, and they might just do it. So, to me, it's just like, whatever, bitch can complain all you want. It's not like you won't be able to see it. It's gonna be on TV if you have the network okay. pass. You can watch it on the network. You were doing that anyway. And I promise you, all the people you see in like the front row that pays all that money, they're probably going to get vaccinated. Green shirt guy, he going to be there with his vaccination ticket and a mask over his face at every single pay-per-view if they allow, if they allow him to. Facts. <laughs> she is and 100% that, right. And that's what I'm saying. It's not like they're going to go to full capacity. Green shirt guy. Like, like let's see. <laughs> Let's say the vaccination has rolled out and let's say they're at um, SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam time, vaccinations. Biden has done what he was going to say, have 100 million people vaccinated. And we get to SummerSlam and mostly everybody's vaccinated. Sans for people that don't want to be vaccinated. And WWE's like, we're doing SummerSlam. We're going to open up tickets to like 7,000 people. Um, you need to have a vaccination paper. I guarantee you they will have those 7,000 people, 7,000 people buying tickets, showing their vaccination papers. I promise you. That's true. Well, speaking of WrestleMania, WWE has released a hilarious video I, about, I the next, about the next three WrestleManias coming out for the next three years. The video is it's, it's so funny. If you want to see it, Gary Cassidy has it on his Twitter, as well as WWE.com has it on theirs. But here are the next three dates for WrestleMania and where it's going to be. This year's WrestleMania is going to be back in Tampa, Florida, as usual. It's a two-night spectacle, and it's going to be April 10th, which is a Saturday, and Sunday, April 11th, which is obviously a Sunday. And, of course, it's going to be at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Next year's WrestleMania is going to be on April 3rd on a Sunday, and it's going to be 2022 at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Now, this is not going to be a two-night spectacle. This is one night, according to these new releases for um, WrestleMania, which is leading me to believe that WrestleMania is going to be much, much shorter in the next coming years. and finally, WrestleMania is finally going to be in Hollywood, and Hallelujah. it's going to be in Los Angeles. It's going to be in Los Angeles, California, at SoFi Stadium on the second of April, which is also a Sunday. So the next three WrestleManias are set in stone, and I guess this year they're going to finally have all that pirate-themed, uh, <laughs> all the pirate-themed. Um, WrestleMania that they wanted to have last year. They're going to make sure they have it <laughs> this year, I guess. So I'm fine with it being in these three cities. I am kind of bummed because sometimes WWE doesn't branch out when it comes to where they put their manias. Their manias are always in either in the South, in Texas, um, Louisiana. It's always in New Orleans, Texas, Georgia, or um or like Florida. And then in the in the upper states they usually have it in California, New York, 
um, New Jersey, and Boston. They might go to Boston, maybe. Like that, that's pretty much where they round robin. Those are the states that they usually go to. So are you guys, how do you guys feel about WrestleMania and the release of the next three WrestleMania well, dates and where they're gonna be? Um um, I'm excited because I love I love Mania. Um, actually, it's kind of funny. Oh, go ahead, Janae. Sorry. No, no, you're good. It's just kind of funny that they came out with the WrestleMania dates because um, last night in our little group chat, all four of us was it three, three, four? Anyway, we were talking about Mania and how it's just increasingly long. Um, I mean, last year was two days the year before that was after sitting down and do the calculations seven and a half hours of wrestling like we get that in a week by watching raw aew mlw nwa uh tna you know like that and it's just like it, it was tiff said it it's just far too much and we were going down the match card and we were like, we forgot this match was there. We forgot this match was there. We forgot this match was going on there. Um, hopefully they'll make it shorter because I know Mania is the best show of the year for them. But goddamn, it don't need to be no seven and a half hours. Um, I think for the weather, the reason why they do that is because um, it's the especially if it's going to be outside, they're going to want somewhere that has warm temperatures because, yes, it is still in April, but some places can get kind of cold at night still around then. And I think aesthetically, when they're going to go down south, they'll want to do something. Or if they know somewhere that they'll go where the weather is going to be nice, they'll want to be outside. Because, really, they didn't really do a whole lot of outside WrestleManias or uh, other shows for, like, ever. Because it was always, like, the last WrestleMania, I remember being outside, it was, like, WrestleMania 7, or 7 or 9, when they were at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. And then it was just, like, the last decade is when they started um, doing it outside. So I really have, I have no problems, but, you know, it would be nice to see them branch out, and then maybe after everything that's gone on with COVID, they will branch out because they'll realize how many people miss going to not only wrestling events, but, um, um, I mean, I'm excited for WrestleMania. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm excited for the Hollywood one in 2023. Cause I feel like in 2023, 2023, I feel like we should be back to normal, hopefully. Yeah. And that's going to be Hollywood. And my, I, do want to go to the one in Hollywood and this is a lot better because if and I'm, I'm just going to put it out there if I'm still a wrestling fan by 2023 because things oh can change well, no, I'm saying, no what I say all the time is if I know y'all still by the end I of, hate, by the I hate it I hate it you keep I saying what if what if I but, hate when she does that. I don't. I don't like it. But, but what I'm saying in the year 2023, if I'm it. if I'm still a wrestling fan, like I still might know you guys and still interact and talk with you guys. I'm saying, but I'm still a, if life, like if if I end up somehow pregnant or a job or something where it's like my focus <laughs> on wrestling isn't where it is now, where like I can't Today watch wrestling as much or whatever. Hey, you know, um, 
<laughs> I would like to I would like to go to WrestleMania since it's gonna be in Hollywood and Hollywood is you LA can't, basically. Hey, no. You can't <laughs> You can't just glaze over being pregnant. <laughs> On Say behalf what? of wrestling moms miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> well, she's like, I mean, well, like you pregnant, you also, you know, I said on behalf of bre- uh, wrestling fans that are mom, miss me with that shit. <laughs> I mean, see, that's the thing with me. Those like, y'all know, I travel a lot. I'm not around a lot, so I'm just, I'm just throwing out random things. Like, I in 2023, I may have a job where during WrestleMania or during this time, it's full time. I'm off somewhere where I don't have service or whatever the case may be. So that's what I'm saying. That's like, true. if if I'm still a wrestling fan or I'm still have the ability to watch wrestling and it's in his beauty to like whatever circumstances are like, I would love to go to WrestleMania in Hollywood. And it's cool because now I have the three years to save up money to where I can right. get, cause for me, like if I'm going to WrestleMania, I want to be front row. And the thing, cool thing is since it's in Hollywood, I don't have to get a hotel package. I don't have to get the flight package. It's literally like an hour and 15 minute drive for me to get to the stadium. So for me, it's just like, if I can save up enough money to where it's like, I can afford a front row, front row gold ticket where I get the seat, the autograph and meet the wrestlers. I'm, I'm cool with that because that's, that's really awesome. And that's more planning to where if I am still around to, to watch wrestling, because I'm not busy with other stuff and I still, and you know, we're still doing our thing, like, then we can, that gives us three years for us to, like, come up with a plan to where we can all go and enjoy wrestling in LA, and hopefully by that time, I'll, like, have my own spot, and it's like, guys, don't worry about getting a hotel room, just, you guys can just stay with me, and we can just carpool over to wrestling, to WrestleMania, because then you'll, you have a bunch of indie events going on, so we can go see indie events, we can go to WrestleMania, we can hang out, we can chill, and that saves a lot of money for everybody else. Only thing is, Maj can't stay with us. Oh, no. Maj can't stay with us. Maj can't stay with us. I'm fucking If anyone wants to go see Maj at places, they can't stay no, with us. We got, we got breaking news, guys. What? What is it? Kenny Omega and the Sad Dad Club defeated Rich Swan, Chris Sabian, and Moose. Not surprised. I mean, I don't think that's breaking news. Because, I mean, to be honest, we all knew that was happening. Even I said it was a couple days ago. I was like, they're Omega not going to. Omega cleaned up in the end with two V-triggers to Moose, then a V-trigger and a one-winged angel to pin Swan. That's that's not a great main event match. That's messed up. It means that everything you did was extremely okay. Let's just let's just move on. <laughs> like I knew, yeah, like, I knew they weren't gonna win. Um, this is basically setting up re- Omega versus Rich, uh, Rich Swan. Omega versus Swan for like his title. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if they because they said that this could lead to like an invasion scenario with. Impact and AEW putting on a cold um, pay-per-view, which is fine, but it doesn't it doesn't look good for Impact in the beginning. It looks extremely lopsided. But if y'all like it, I love it. I'm I'm not a fan of it, so I'll put it that way. I'm not a fan of it at all. Yeah. 
on their pay-per-view. Yeah, other than that, though, I saw that a lot of people said the match was good. And it's like, I can separate certain things. So it's like, if, if the, like, I might watch the match because if it's a good match, I'll give it the due respect because of the match was good. But storyline-wise, to me, from the start to the beginning, this didn't help impact at all. And if this leads to an invasion angle, why did it take for them to beat Rich Swan to lead to an invasion angle when they should have been invading AEW when you're, when the AEW wrestlers were beating the shit out of your wrestlers anyway? But exactly. Whatever. whatever. I mean, I, I'm just saying, I say that because it, it, that's, that's what some of the fans have said to me. You know that. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm at the point now where I no longer care to voice my opinion about it because when I do, it falls on deaf ears or it's taking, it's taken out of context. And at this point, it just seems like everybody is bandwagoning. So I'm going to let them do them. And I'm going to stay here. If you ask me my opinion, I'll give you my opinion. But to voluntarily tell you how I feel about certain things, I'm not interested in doing that anymore. Um, I I genuinely feel like impact deserve better than this, and and it just seems it's not good in my mind. But I'm gonna let them have, you know, I'm gonna let them have it. I'm not gonna say anything else about it. I don't I don't want to see Swan versus Omega, and that's no shade to Rich Swan, but like, you got a dude from your company. You got Don Callis, the fucking used car man, who's calling himself the Invisible Hand. Like, shut the fuck up. Um, you got him over on on AEW. You have AEW coming in, running rough, not rough shot, but they have him, them punking them out, and you don't retaliate. Like, bitch, at least on Survivor Series, like back in like a year ago, they were like NXT showed up. The whole fucking roster showed up and took down Raw and SmackDown in one night because Raw showed up to SmackDown, but then here comes NXT rolling up, just beating the shit out of everybody. You know what I want to see? I want to see a Switchblade conspiracy reunion. I want to see a match between Callahan and Moxley. Like, you can make dream matches right now, but you're right. It's, you're just... I'm... I'm, I'm. I told myself this year I wouldn't get angry about pro wrestling. I know. But like from my this... from my standpoint, wrestling match wise, I wouldn't mind seeing Omega and Rich Wonks. I think that'll be a really great match wrestling wise. Storyline wise, I don't care for it because if they book it to where Omega takes the impact title off of Rich Swan, I'm gonna be highly upset. Wrestling match wise, I wouldn't mind seeing it because I think it'll be a banger match. And you know, if Omega takes that title off a of Swan, he'll basically be like Lesnar. He'll defend it when he wants to. Well, like, is this the, wait and see. Is this the cleaner that everyone's talking about? Because I'm not impressed. Basically, in the beginning of Impact, they were touting this thing where he's gonna like try to collect all the belts from like the from all like the wrestling things. Um, I just. Again, I don't want to see Kenny Omega with the Impact belt. You're the AEW champion. Focus on AEW. If you want to have someone else from AEW go after Rich Swan, 
then you know what? Fine. But if you're already a belt, like I've never been a fan of double belt holders. So I'm not going to be a fan of double belt holders on two different promotions. I saw something on Twitter where it's like MLW was like, hey, so who wants to see some cross promotion done this year? And so it was like, stay the fuck away from AEW. They'll have uh, have Fatu leads to Omega with no buildup. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Like, no, I mean, pretty, pretty fucking much. They said, they said the truth. No lies detected. Thank you guys so much for listening to Down for the Count. We appreciate every single one of you because really that's all we got and we ain't got no more. So if you want to follow us, make sure you follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 is the Twitter and at TD4TC underscore podcast is our Instagram. All right. You can hit us up there if you have any specific episodes that you want us to record, whether it be reviewing a particular show on the WWE Network or whether it be a specific topic that you want to discuss. Let us know in our DMs. Or I will make a post on Instagram and you can tell me your topic there. And we'll discuss it on the show or at least consider the topic. All right. Now you're going to want to be around for this episode coming next week. Okay. Monday or Tuesday, we're going to release this new episode. And the new episode is going to be about the tears. All right. So if you haven't been around much or if you haven't been on the internet, go to WWE on Fox Instagram and check out the tears that was released by Ryan Satin. And make sure you guys look at the tears real good because we're going to break down these tears and give you all the tea on the tears. We're also going to give you guys a full review of Raw, SmackDown, MLW, Impact, and everything that we watched, including NXT and NXT UK. We're going to talk about it all next week. So make sure you guys meet us right back here when we have that conversation again. Because I guarantee you, these episodes of Down for the Count that are coming, you are not going to want to miss. All right. We'll see you guys in our next one.